Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we have Rhino himself, Alex. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. And across from me, we have Colossus himself. Garrett, how you doing? I'm feeling pretty shelltastic. And I am the Juggernaut. My name is Marvin. We're all big, tough guys. Wait, can you say can you say it better? Can you be like, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch? Isn't that what he says? I don't like that. Well, that's his freaking that's his tagline. No, it isn't. It's from it a, a redub. It's from a parody that Brett Ratner saw and was like, "Let me put that in this movie." Yeah, it's oh, a redub thing, like Alex said. It's redubbed. It's, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's not from the original series. Yeah, you think it's not were, like it was a Saturday morning cartoon? I'm the Juggernaut, I'm, bitch. No, obviously not. I'm saying <laughs> every kid went to school the next morning. Going, in X three, I'm says the Juggernaut, it. bitch. The guy says it. That's what I know. He does because it's a parody. Again, I was pre woo when the animated series for X Men. You came can't out. take anything <laughs> that, that actually could be true, but it's not. You can't take anything that Brett Ratner put in that movie as gospel. And if you've seen this parody video, there's no way you thought that was real. What parody video are we talking about? There's a parody cartoon. video of the cartoon. Yeah. Oh, I haven't Get seen that. Get out of my oh, head, dude. Charles. You never seen that? <laughs> it's it actually is pretty funny, but then people ran that shit into the ground. That's yeah. why I don't like that anymore. Or like remix into a song and stuff. This is uh, uh, not bitch, bitch, bitch. Wednesday <laughs> Comics. We're here to tell you about the comic books that came out the week of uh, Jul- 27th. June. July 27th. <laughs> June 27th, 2018. The last week in June. Here comes July, baby. And uh, we're also here to give you new readers if you don't read comic books or if you know somebody who is trying to get into it, some some books to pick up and uh, start reading. But before we get to that, DC Comics was like, uh, you know, Marvel Unlimited. They said, hey, don't get too cocky. We're coming in. They said, Netflix, watch out, baby. We're coming. And they said, we're going to make DC Universe. It's going to be their streaming service. But they said, hey, we just can't make TV shows because nobody's going to buy it just for our TV shows. We need to get something else. So they announced today what they're going to do. And I'm here to tell you. They announced that DC Universe will launch with the Titans TV show. Damn. DC Movies On Demand. Thousands of comics and more. So here we go. Titans will launch with DC Universe, followed by Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and the animated Young Justice Outsiders in Harley Quinn series in 2019. Originally, Young Justice was scheduled to debut in 2018, got pushed back. So Titans right away. And then they'll move on to, uh, you know, I'm a little, a little low here. Put me back up. Uh, they move on to their other stuff. Uh, so that's going to be their original series. That's the first component. They said, hey, we're going to make original content for you, starting with these TV series and the animated uh, two shows. And that's what they're going to do. But they said, hey, that's not enough for you. Let's say we are going to go back and we're going to um, give you our old TV shows. So animated shows, Batman, the animated series, they name dropped. But they did. Here's the little thing that they no- they announced. And I don't think it, many, many people noticed it. They're going to remaster it and put it on there. So it's probably going to be like HD and like clean it up. Nice. Uh, and um, 
You know what? I have the wrong article open because this one does not tell me anything about that. Right there, that'd be something I would be like, okay, I need to get that. I need to watch that. That preview they released? I mean, I at least know the first two Superman movies are in there. If it's based on that preview. Some of the Michael Keaton, I mean the whatever, 70s anthology of Batman will be in there. Um, I would be interested to see Swamp Thing to see what they decide to do. Uh, the original Wonder Woman series, the TV show, will be on there also. I saw that. Remastered. See all four original Superman movies starring Dang. Christopher Reeve. So only have those first two? Or three? One, two, three? They will have they will have their animated feature films, which include Green Lantern, First Flight, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Flashpoint, and they will have. Here, so they said, "Hey, here's a bunch of old stuff, our old movies and our old TV shows. Anything that we've done, DC. Here you go, on demand. Watch it whenever you want to. Watch Batman, Tim Burton, million times if you want to. Not that you don't own it, but if it's on demand, like you could be at work with your phone and say, "Hey, let me watch this thing. It could be 2K." <laughs> And then they said, hey, that's not enough for you. Uh, how about comics? You want comic books? So they said they're going to launch with over 1,000 comics and from Action Comics number one to Rebirth number one. I, bet, I, think, I think they just said that just to be like, hey, it's everything. But at first they said it's just going to be like a select cultivated list over 1,000 comics. It's not going to be not a lot of comics, but also listen. Like when Marvel Unlimited first launched, it was only over a thousand comics, and they eventually started adding more stuff. So I think that's why they're not to a point right now where they're like, "Hey, we don't have everything scanned in. We're going to launch with this, and we'll add more stuff as we go." Because Marvel Unlimited still adds stuff today, like older stuff. Like, like every time you look at it, well, at like, least they're starting with the best run ever. So <laughs> <laughs> they did say you can read the original Detective Comics run, Action Comics run. So I think they are like finding major things and like that's going to be on there so i mean it's great it's better than nothing right now yeah and maybe eventually everything will be on there once it gets scanned it's scanned in so uh that they said also that if you want to buy stuff from them they have a, they're gonna have an exclusive shop on there so you can buy stuff and then they're gonna have like some sort of community thing so you can talk to people whatever i don't really care about that um, <laughs> but they also said that hey this is that you can want you can do it on your phone your tablet then they're gonna have some sort of uh app i'm assuming like ps4 or xbox one uh, so you can watch these movies on there and said, hey, you can read the comics on there, too. So you can read them on your TV, which actually is pretty cool. Like, I don't think I've ever <laughs> there's nothing right now that you can like read a comic on your TV. Can you imagine, Garrett, your TV? You're in your room. Action comics. I've done it with Watchmen, the motion comic movie. I know. Imagine you can read Watchmen on your TV. Actually, the actual thing. I don't know how TV? that. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know how that will work. Like, how do you go to panel panel and stuff like that? But I mean. They'll figure it out, but yeah. if it's like timed or if you move it. But I so this thing they announced that it, it's coming August. What month is it? June. But they didn't announce a price yet. Eighty nine so ninety nine. Does this still excite you with all this stuff that's going to be on there? Or hell yeah, hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Launching with a new TV show like Titans. Like how long is everyone okay? Obviously, Chris O'Donnell has been Dick Grayson. How long do I want to see the real Dick Grayson, Sans Bat Nipple on? Like TV, you don't like live action. Twenty six year old Chris O'Donnell saying that uh, you know getting in trouble for trying to run away, like he's not a legal adult. <laughs> don't you go back and watch the Batman Forever commentary when I was like, when he's like, you can't leave, uh, you're under my custody. He's like, the dude's fucking twenty six years old. Yeah, nah, like, he's only eighteen. No, in that movie they say he's like twenty three or something. Like that. 
we make fun of that, being like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure you can fucking leave. You can do whatever you <laughs> I want. Don't I don't think you need to be adopted. But you're right, though. Like, this kind of Titan story, which the Starfire is going to be on the team, uh, uh, Dick, um, who else? Grace Beast Boy, <laughs> I think, right? Yeah. Like, all these people are going to be on this team. We've never seen them live action before. And uh, they've released some stills, and it's launching with this. They feel comfortable enough to be like, we're launching with Titans. Um, I am excited to see if it's good. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there'll be free trials, too. I mean, um, I'm sure, yeah. But I'm going in the full Monty. So what what aspect of it, and we'll go around the table here, like what about it would excite you? Is it the comics? Is it the movies? Is it the TV shows? Um, honestly, I think it's, well, it's going to be a combo. My number one is the comics. Like to be able to go back and read every single issue of Detective and Action Comics or Superman, that excites me to no end. Like to be able to have that ability to do that. You want to go back and read Grounded. So. I will read it because it's part of the storyline. You'll torture yourself like that? Oh, I would do it. <laughs> would How cool would it be to say, I've read every single comic, every single action comic, and every single Superman Well, your brother's comic. trying to do it right now with Spider-Man. He's trying to read every single amazing he is. issue. Yeah, so. he's, he's found a list. Where, oh, and, and all they the have web Spider-Man and all the other combinations yeah. of them. So, like, you're right. I mean, it could happen. he could be the Spider-Man aficionado if he knows all of it. You want to be the Superman aficionado. I mean, more than I already am, but yeah. I mean, but if you know every single issue. No. Yeah. Uh, so that's, but Alex, you know, we, Alex has been a tough sell the whole time. He's not really a digital guy. He's an old man living in a digital world. That's right. Um, kind of like the material girl. He's I was just going to say, uh, Hey, it sounded familiar. Uh, Alex, does anything about this excite you? I'll admit I'm, I'm interested in, I was telling Garrett, I think while you're looking at stuff, like seeing Swamp Thing on the screen would be sweet. Um, seeing this Titans to see these characters who've never been live action other than Dick Grayson. That does, that is interesting. Um, I don't have as much of that. I want to read old comic books. That's not really my. I don't. I've read some older things, and they don't interest me as much. I know that's a lot of where big stories happened or characters get introduced. That is exciting, but it's not something that's like, man, I gotta spend a hundred dollars to read this because I will never actually read them. It will take me forever to get through a TV show. Uh, the only thing that actually does interest me, sorry, I'm getting a little loud, uh, is the Batman, like Batman animated series or the Superman animated series or. Uh, um, was Young Justice. I watched yeah. a little bit of Young Justice. It'd be fun to actually get to see the whole series. But, oh, yeah, you know what? That the actually is a good Teen show. Teen Titans? Or to see, yeah, or to see that the Teen Titans. Awesome. That's a good, I mean, for me, it's the cartoons. It's like, yes, I would watch that one because my daughter could watch it with me. You could watch Batman or, Beyond for the first time. Yeah, I could watch that too. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's more of the cartoons. And if they are remastered, it's, it's going to look better than ever. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And you can, you know, if it's like really remastered and it's uh, HD, maybe in 4K, Garrett, calm down. I said 2K. Uh, uh, <laughs> 5.1, maybe 7.1, calm down. Ooh. Uh, like, and it's like... How does that make you feel? That might even maybe? be worth, like, if it's 10 bucks a month, that might even be worth it because you would have bought that box set. So, like, that might be worth it for you just to watch that. You watch that thing for a month and you're done. 10 bucks? And say, if, it, if it were cheap enough, like, 10 bucks, less than 20, it may be worth my time. It's going to be more than 10. I guarantee you it's going to be more than 10. There's no way they yeah. have all that stuff on there and they're like, hey, 10 bucks. I mean, it'd be great. I get... We've talked about it on the show before. Fifteen is a sweet spot for all that. Hmm. Twenty seems like too much. No streaming service is charging twenty. Fifteen is even crazy. Like I bet they only 12, do it in packages of like a year or like three months. I bet they don't even do a monthly thing. Nah, there's no you way. Think? You think they'll do monthly? The 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 jump to like get somebody into it if you're only going to allow three months in a year is going to be mm. so great. Like say it's fifteen dollars to charge somebody forty five bucks up front. 
when they don't know if they're going to like it or not, that's too much. I suppose. You need a monthly price. There's, I don't think there's anything well, really. You start kind of low to entice people to like sign on and then be like. Well, I think that's the thing is that like you're you're having Teen Titans come out and be the, one of the big oh, first buddy. things they Titans. see. Sorry, come Titans. Out, they're grown up. Sorry, adult Titans. <laughs> that's one of those things that that's that's almost scary to jump into. Going, is this show actually going to be worth my time? And I just spent forty five dollars to watch this. Man. But if you if you don't like that, at least there will be other content you can access. True, but if like depending on when the animated stuff, all the cartoons come onto it, I may not be like, well, oh man, about, can't wait to get onto this. Who, they're not trying to get you. They know you're going to grab this thing. Yeah. They're trying they to get probably, the Alex. They probably wrote down in their book on Superman. Get it'll get it. <laughs> they're trying. To, I mean, that's why it's in that press release. All Superman <laughs> movies. They're trying to get Alex here. If Alex, is, if it was only forty five bucks or. Uh, 150 for the year. Would you even entertain the idea that you would get it? No, no. So like, they need to be a monthly price. Say, to straight get out, guy. that that doesn't interest me. You're right. Netflix. I spend what over 130 dollars a year to have it. But you know what? It comes out 12.99 or 12 dollars a month. I don't think about it. Yeah, it's that's what it is. Is if you make it small enough, there's some stream services that are like seven bucks, and you're like, oh fuck, seven bucks is not nothing. But if you if you think about it, like what Alex just said, and it's going to be something that's 84 bucks then you're like ah, i don't want to do that for a year so it is that small price and they might have a, a upfront like pay for a whole year and you get a discount but they do need a monthly price in order to get people like alex i feel like 15 and probably I've, i agree with that that's probably where i'm gonna with. guess 11.99 and say i think they'd almost want to become in cheaper than what netflix would be when you have all the bells and whistles on netflix that way give people a chance to go okay you know what i don't need to have netflix this month I'm going to try this, see if I like it. I guarantee then, you, like three to six months after this, Netflix is going to start putting comics on their streaming series. Uh, they, bought, they bought Miller I know, they bought Miller World. So. But uh, I think it's eleven ninety nine because they're tr- thinking about they're going to make some money back because they have it so you can... There's that shop on there. And the reason why that shop's on there is because they're going to make back some of the money to make it so that they can sell it for cheaper. Yep. I do think they had some sort of meeting. They were like, we can't have this be at... 20, they probably started like at 20, 20 25 bucks a month. They're like, that's way too much. What can we do to reduce that? And they said, how about we sell exclusive stuff on there and we can use that money as like a cost. Be like, hey, it's making money too. It's making not only the $11.99. This guy here, Garrett, bought a $50 statue on there. And uh, so now this thing for him, for the one price point, this guy spends 60 bucks a month. And so like, I think that's the reason why that's on there. Otherwise, what's for it? Like, they can no. just make a shop no matter what. You know right. what I mean? Uh, so if you want to, dcuniverse.com, I think it's that website. Do not quote me on that. Search for it. It is. Okay. You can go on there. You can put in your email address and say, hey, when this is out, let me know. And you can also click a little box saying, I want to be a tester, which I did uh, for the sake of this show and for my my uh, interest. But also, like, if I get into it that way, we can talk about it more. So, DC Universe. I am excited to see. I am curious. Not excited. Curious to see what happens and if it's going to be good or not. Well, based on that preview, at least the, like, look of it looks good. Yeah, I was going to say that... Where like what they put together? I'm glad they waited this long because, like I said, it. I think they said August, right? Yeah. Um, it's only two months, but they waited to put that out and wait to make sure they were ready and what they knew what they were going to do. They probably were waiting to see if that Young Justice was going to get delayed, and it did. And it's okay. We'll push that back. We'll see. Titans is going to come out first, and Jeff Johns is writing that show. So yeah, oh, that's gonna be good. He's writing Titans. Yeah, so well, that's cool. RootsoftheSwampThing.com, your definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing. Uh, Holland Files number two is out, Garrett. How is it? Holland Files twos was awesome. A lot of cool like images that you haven't got to see in Holland Files number one. So 
definitely looking forward to finishing this bad boy. And that's not the only thing. If you want to learn more about Swamp Thing, Alex, where would you go? You're going to go to RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. Make sure to stay in touch at RootsOfTheSwampThing.com on Twitter at DCWorldSwampy, Facebook.com slash RootsOfTheSwampThing. Well, let's get into comic books this week. We have um, some things that ended, some things that broke my heart, and some things that just started. But one thing here we'll talk about that ended. Killer Be Killed, number 20, by uh, Ed Rubiker, Sean Phillips, and uh, Betty Breweister. Um, so this thing is oversized, right? Oh, yeah. Way more than the normal 32 So this issue starts where the last one ended right away. This guy's uh, Dylan's dying on the ground. He just got shot, and um, the detective, he's like, "Well, I'm dead. This is how this ends. I mean, it's not a flashing ending, but uh, this is life. Sometimes, you know, stuff happens and you die." And then he says, "Ah, I'm just kidding. I'm still alive." And he goes through this whole thing. And for a second here, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, guess who he's got this around. right?" I go, "Guess who got this right? She faked his death." <laughs> and but for a second, so that way they can get the mob, uh, and. She's working with him so he can still kill people. And I was like, man, like I, I call this thing. And then cut to another twist I didn't expect. Oh, no, I actually died. Yeah. JK. <laughs> JK actually died. But, and then another twist at the end, maybe his former girlfriend was like, taking over the maybe mantle. I'm going to kill people. Yeah. Maybe I'm going crazy. So, I mean, in a, in a rough offline, uh, outline, that's what happened with this episode, uh, the issue. But I think. In terms of like the plotting of this issue and the way this ended, does this satisfy me in the way the whole series ended? Actually, it looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, we learn like Ed does say, being like, "Does this narration make sense?" Because I'm dead. Who knows? Don't even think about it. Like, uh, there's some sort of meta stuff, and he even says in the letter pages it was kind of meta for a while. And what he thought he from issue one, what he thought this was going to be, did not turn out what it was going to be. But at a certain point, he was like, "Hey, these things are too interesting to pass up. I'm going to go down this route instead." Um, the art in this issue is great. And it is, I mean, the way it ended here does not make the rest of the series worse. But I mean, this issue was good, but also I'm like, I don't know, it's kind of bittersweet because I like this thing's ending, right? I love this book. And this makes the series like, I I do think this is a great series overall. But also I'm like, kind of want more of this. But is it like, if there was more of this, I don't know if it would be good. So you know what? So it's kind of bittersweet. Like in my head, I'm trying to justify being like, oh yeah, it's over. But uh, I want to be selfish to be like, hey, can I get another series of this? And then we might have Well, you know, I think, you know, li- you know, planting the seeds for Kira eventually taking over, you know, it's kind of like Tokyo Ghost. Eventually, if they do a sequel. Uh, yeah, he did get open. He leaves it open yeah. to be another story. But right. um, I, I was. Dylan could I, still be alive. I was, He'd be fake, a, fake out, a double fake out. I was satisfied with the ending to an extent. But actually, I. I had preferred the first ending that I thought was going to happen where this last issue would be more of an epilogue of him going through a couple different little, uh, you know, I took down this uh, rapist and I took down uh, this dog fight promoter kind of guy. It's like, okay, that would be more exciting for me seeing these things where he, the detective really does fake his death. He keeps doing this thing, keeps getting away with it. You know, he goes, oh, I change my outfit every couple weeks or every month or so just to make sure that no one's catching on to what I'm doing. I was like, yes, that that that's exciting for me. Because, um, you know, he goes through a couple surgeries, gets fixed up after he's been shot, and then to find out, oh, yeah, I'm dead. Uh, really never was a demon type of thing. And my girlfriend's also going kind of crazy. So there's something in the water in New York. Um, like, it was... <laughs> Like it was good, but it wasn't what I I had hoped. 
So, but I'm kind of like it. It wrapped up kind of like a euphemism, like you know, if he's the killer, that's one ending. But if he's the killed, that's the other ending. I kinda, mean, and I, get, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it, it lives up to the name "Killer Be Killed." So you just kind of see, oh well, I've done both things. There's there's one reality where he's the killer, and there's one where he's being killed. No, so but I don't know. I I do like that middle ending. I think that's what he wanted, though. He wanted he like everyone's like, oh, this is like if everything worked out perfectly, and then it's like, nah, this is real life, though. This looks like this is that what would actually. Yeah, happen. I think he's he's commenting and being like, hey, if I like if this story was actually going to be like if i wanted to actually write like this story and have a written ending where that feels written he lives everything's okay he's still the he's still out there killing people and it's a nice happy ending to be like yeah this guy's a hero like and the hero gets the hero's ending but he's like that's not life he's gonna bleed out he's gonna die and they're gonna forget about him they never said hey they never mentioned who he was because she said hey he saved my life i'm not gonna you know open that can of worms his mom's been through enough but then also Kira is damaged and like nobody has a really happy ending. And uh, that's how it ends. Like Alex said too, like I do like this ending. I do like this whole story and stuff like that. But there is a part of me being, and I think it's because I liked at a certain point, you start rooting for this Dylan character that, so when he actually just dies and you don't have him anymore, you're kind of feel like I said, like he was the hero and you're like, Oh my, the hero died and the reality hits you and it's just like life. And you're like, I'm not sure if I like that, but I mean, is the issue good? I think the issue is good. Yeah, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed the issue, and the art, the uh, the art looked great. The art and coloring, like usual, is great. I find it funny that he's like uh, in the letter pages. He said when he first started out, he wanted to make it like basically uh, like Spider Man, and then at a certain point, he was like, ah, "I'm gonna make it my own thing." But he still kept putting in an Easter egg for Spider Man because he's like people. Uh, We'll probably like this when they go back and look at it, but right. it didn't really become like Spider-Man anymore. It became more like we said, like about Punisher and like about like what does it really mean to be a hero and all this kind of stuff. Um, but that outfit final, at the end was pretty badass and, and that, pretty close. That, to that was kind of Spider-Man-ish, yeah. and like this uh, cover is definitely a homage to Spider-Man. All I need is the trash can where he's throwing a suit That's away. That's where the image symbol is. Oh, <laughs> uh, I really liked this issue, and I thought it was a ten. I actually give it an eight. Like I thought it was a decent. It wasn't my favorite issue of the series by any means. Um, it was a really good conclusion. Um, it does want have me wanting more, but it didn't like blow my mind. I think um, like this page. Nah, it looks great. Like, I, compared to everything else that we've been given in the series, I didn't think this was the best issue. Um, and there's been some tens. There's been some nines. Uh, this one was like it wasn't. It, Everything I expected it to be. I would I would agree. I'd give it an eight. Where had it carried on to the first half where he does survive and he's doing his thing, then for me it would have ended up being a ten. But that that last little twist and be like, oh, you know, there's other things that can happen. That's not what I wanted. That's not what I expected. You're right. That's not real life. That the hero always wins. I understand. Getting shot in the chest, you don't just come out of that. But. That's also not what I was expecting for my hero. I like how this guy over here is super logical. And then this guy gets shot and he's like, I wanted him to live though. Like that he got point blank shot in the chest. Hey, hey, make him you guys, you guys, every week you guys want me to lighten up. I actually it was lightened snowing up. hard. Maybe he missed he, an artery. He got, he got some ice in there. It, it froze some stuff. He's fine. Uh, what else do we get, Alex? We got some stuff. We got some other books. <clears throat> Century number one, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Kim. Is that Yaquinto? I'm going to say Yaquinto or Jaquinta or Jacinto. Jaquinto. It's from Kim. 
I uh, nah, I Gary and I were talking before the show. I this is like a weird open for me. Yeah, so. I uh, I liked it to an extent, but I was not expecting to have this. So Sentry is fighting. He's fighting the Void, isn't he? So he's fighting these Void shadow monsters, and then some other character shows up named Scout, and then there's Centurus, and then there's this Corgi Dunk who looked like the one from Astro City almost. And he goes, okay, guys, we beat the shit out of these shadow monsters. We've got to go home. So he comes back, and it's, uh, was it Bob Reynolds? Yes, Bob. So Bob is there meditating meditating in front of this uh, clock-like thing. And he goes, well, i got to go to work. Goes to this diner, and he's talking to the guy who's supposed to be Scout. And he's like, hey, bro, we, you know, we're going to flip some pancakes. Uh, <laughs> I went to that clock room again. I'll beat some shadow dudes up. Everything's cool. No, bro, I want to go. It just it. I, there was something unexciting and not and not enough gritting that I wanted. There, there was one concept in there that I thought was really cool. Is that Bob Reynolds or the Sentry has to go to that alternate reality to uh, like once decompress yeah, once a day to make sure that he doesn't like the void doesn't become get loose and kill everybody. Um, but other than that, like, I don't know. I, th- I feel like as a, from a new reader standpoint, it's a little much to come in. Like I was like, you're throwing all these concepts at me, not even knowing who this character is or even a shadow of who this character is. Like, it, I think it was just, again, new reader standpoint, cause I don't know anything about Sentry. I thought it was very cold opening and like, I know he's the Sentry, but I don't know if these other characters are real characters or if they're fake characters. I don't know anything about them, and I still feel like I'd know diddly what do you shit. Mean? What characters? The Centris and Scout and Scout the dog. And well, they talk about it. He so I know um, he uses these people as personifications in the rea- alternate. Oh, I thought they were. I thought they were actually characters. Yeah, they're. Actually I thought characters. they were like Scouts. Oh, actually, yeah, characters. Characters. okay. I know, but I mean, they don't know that they're part. Of, it's his imagination. They're not going to the reality like he is. They're. A different version in that reality. Yeah, he's Doctor Strange built an alternate universe where they're real people, so that they can live in that universe and be contained. Right, but not these ones. When he comes back to the real so world, Billy, oh, there's Billy, a scout there. Yeah, yeah I don't. So, I get so that. There's Billy at the diner that uh, since Bob works at, and then there's Scout inside the Void Realm. But they're not. The but same. they're not the same guy no. coming together. Right. No, right, okay. exactly. Um. So I come to this knowing I I read a lot of stuff with Sentry in it, but. Not really like Sentry books, right? Uh, he was in Dark Avengers. He was in Bennett's stuff for a long time. And then one day he died. Uh, Sentry Fallen Sun. Adios. And I never really liked him. So I really didn't really get to know him. So a lot of that stuff like the Scout and the uh, Centrist and all that stuff I really don't know about. Actually, a lot of it I really don't know about. I just know about him. And uh, so like a lot of this, like you're saying, somebody coming brand new. A lot of this also is brand new to me. And... Uh, you know, I really liked it. I don't know what it was. I think it's it's a story of like Jeff Lemire. I I, I figured that he got this book. And Wait, was like, you you did like it? I did. Did okay. So I figured that he got this book and was like, "What can I do? I could tell a story about Sentry, where he's a super powered guy. He's basically Superman, and he has his void inside of him, and he's you know there's a conflict of him trying to fight the void. He could do that, and then he was like, but let's say, you know, like that he goes like to this universe. He has like a rehab basically where I keep it contained." And then it's just about Sentry, like the, it's kind of almost like um, Nick Wilson in a way, that book we just finished, um, 
where it's like he used to be a hero and now he's just trying to get through life and it's about and like scout and with the real life scouts like dude you get to go somewhere and live a fantasy and i have to sit here and flip you know burgers all day yeah. and like you actually get to go out there he goes but i have to like or there's the voice gonna get out so those kind of concepts and those and that stuff actually really does interest me and actually, I thought that was, you know, kind of cool. The Missy Knight stuff, like, I could live, live, live She didn't need on. to be in this book. <laughs> I was like, oh, get out of here. That took yeah. me That took me out of the issue when she just immediately shows up. Um, Don't you need to be doing something? I got sent in by the big chief going, hey, bro, you need to be doing this stuff. I didn't like that because they connected it more to Marvel Universe, and I'd like this to be its own thing. Yeah. Um, but the art I really liked. And it's not enough for me to be like, this is, like, amazing. It's not enough. I just was like, oh, I enjoyed it. Maybe it's because, like, going into this, if you listen to the forecast, I was yeah. like, I hate this guy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to like this. Yeah. Um, and I was really surprised on Jeff Lemire's take. It was, you know, the Jeff Lemire thing to do to be like, well, what if he was listening to, like, a normal dude and he can't be? And say so he's grounded. Yeah. So, I mean, it was an eight for me. It was, yeah. like, solid. But, like, other than that, like, I mean, I wouldn't be like, hey, you have to read the century like we were with Emerald right. Hulk, number one. But the century, if you were like, hey, I'm kind of into that, think I should read that? But, yeah. Cool, read it. It's a fine. I would agree. An eight, and actually, I, I will give issue two a try because I'm 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 still kind of blind buying it. I like Jeff Lemire a lot, and actually, just talking to you, Marvin, it's like you know what you do bring up more valid points. He's I was expecting it to be that kind of bigger superhero book where it's actually more of a grounded kind of like what we get from Vision, where there's other things going on than just this guy being a hero. Out of all the Jeff Lemire books that he's writing currently. It is probably the my least favorite out of all of them, but I still thought it was good. Uh, I give it a seven, and I won't be getting issue two. Until we tell you that it's good, you're like, fuck, I gotta get that eh, book. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I do. Are, anything else? Nope, you're all good. All right. Next, we got Terrifics number five um, with art by Doc Shanner and... Uh, it's written by Jeff Lemire. When they put things backwards, it confuses me. I know. I, I thought, oh, I thought Jeff Lemire was on this book. Oh, he is on this book. But it's Element World, part one. Uh, we get the Fantastic Four. Oops, sorry. I mean, the Terrifics. Uh, they're basically doing their own thing each uh, in this issue. And then a threat pulls them all together. And that threat is the uh, some city is being infected by... Chicago, for some reason. Yeah. Everything in whatever city, I'm just going to see it here, is, can't really say. For some reason, I suppose. Oh, Michigan. Belmont, Michigan. Okay. But anyways, everything is getting, turning into metamorpho. Um, come to find out that uh, there's a, me- a ancient oh, metamorpho. God. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of like concepts in here and characters I don't really know about. But there's this Algon. He create. He's making. He's mutating people into metamorphos um, because he wants everyone to be like that. I suppose. I don't really know his game plan. Um, what I do like about this book, though, is the team. I think the team aspect is the best part of this. Like, love me some Plastic Man. Like, I, I think that Jeff Lemire gives like that great comedic take on this character. Um, I never feel like his comedy's forced. Like, and every time I like read something that he's like telling a joke, I do laugh. Oh, I, I, I actually kind of disagree. I think it is forced, but I think that's his character. It forces things to be stupid funny. Like, I watch his his goggles, and they change shape where he does when he does things. Like, even just if he's still a person, like looks like himself, his goggles will kind of make a sad face, or they'll make a little bit more of an up face, like he's almost smiling. Because there's one one part here where he's got a sad face and his goggles even make a sad look to it. And when you see him be a uh, hot air balloon, 
I was like, dude, that's that's so stupid, and yet I really enjoyed it. When you got him talking to a brick wall metamorpho, it's like, you know what? That's that's ridiculous, and I enjoyed it. I don't get why metamorpho is a brick wall. In the, He's but. trying to keep the metamorphos in. Oh, I see. He was doing oh. containment, and uh, uh, Plastic Man is trying to get people out. Metamorpho He's, dog was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, talk about dogs. Story. I yeah. had uh, only read one. So when we put number five on the list, I was like, got to catch up. Got to read four issues in a row. And I read them. And uh, I thought the first two were like eight solids, but they were good. And like around three, I thought this thing really picked up. And three, four, and five, I really do love this thing. It's fun. It's a fun read. It's a a good team. But the thing is with this book, and I was like reading it being like, what do I like about this? It is basically Fantastic Four. Um, Metamorpho fights with Plastic Man, just like how Thing fights with Johnny. And uh, Mr. Terrific is so into his work, just like how Mr. Fantastic is. And, um, but it's just a fun, like, Silver Age kind of book. doesn't take itself too seriously. There's a lot of comedy, like Alex was saying. Uh, Plastic Man is hilarious. And it really is a book that I read. And plus, when it gets to issue... Four and five, Doc was on it. Doc's great, perfect for this book. Mm. The old classic, you know, clean style. And the colors are great. Who did the colors in that book? Um, I literally just... The, uh, it just it reminds me of like an older comic that's just, you know, it's not really too heavy. And I can read it. Nathan and, Fairbairn. Oh, yeah, Nathan. Okay. And um, you know what? I just had fun with it. And I thought actually... But then again, like I love Fantastic Four. And I, you know, Plastic Man is a great character. I like Plastic Man a lot. That's the, sorry, I just saw the panel where uh, Plastic Man's goggles even made a sad face. See, and like it made me laugh. Like, it's just, it's funny. It's light. It's not too serious. And uh, like even when they go, like in the, I think it's third issue, like this uh, kind of drone starts attacking them, so they break the drone. And then that one rich guy comes out with the uh, his butler. Oh, the Death Wheel. Yeah, and there's a jo- ongoing joke where. Every time something happens, he's like, hey, clean this up. <laughs> he just walks inside. And it's just, I don't know. There's something about it that's just like, it reminds me a lot of, you know, uh, like I said, Silver Age, but also like the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, and especially Doc's style, where it's kind of like Johnny Quest and kind of like really light and not really, I mean, it's fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously. So I actually really enjoyed catching up on this book. I thought it was good. At first, I was like, I know it's Jeff Lemire, but at first I was like, I'm so, like, when I'm four issues behind, and that's not a lot. Like, uh, I'm way behind in more books. But when I saw I was four behind, I was like, geez, I got to read four of these books in a row. And uh, when I got to this issue, I was like, oh, I wish I was more I could read. But yeah. I really liked it. It was a strong nine for me. I give it a nine. I'm sitting at an eight. I felt like this one, again, it's a part one of an arc. So the last one was really good. Last, last issue one four, for me. four was great. Uh, you know, this is obviously the beginning of an arc. Um, plenty of story to be told. Um, so eight for me. Well, the last one was uh, Phantom Girl had a, a diary, right? Yeah, that was a great issue. It was like a one shot where it was like she finally had could hold tangible items and um, they go back to her planet. Yes, it was a great issue, and I really liked that issue a lot. And I think it was that issue for me that was like, I mean, I've been talking about that it's fun, but also like they had that hurtful moment where she realized her dad died and she uh, lost time, kind of you know, kind of like Jeff told a similar story in Dr. Star recently. And um, that issue was like, well, he can actually do that kind of stuff in this book too. And it actually made me feel like ba- bad for her. Not bad, sad. Um, but I mean, you're, you're sympathetic to what she's gone through. And 
again, it lives up to the Jeff Lemire way of telling a story. He actually does kind of tug at those heartstrings. So, I was surprised that Jeff Lemire's comedy, because like I don't think really in his other books he he really is that comedic. If I think about it, really. Um, and so Metamorpho and, and Plastic Man when they fight, I actually do like laugh at this book a lot. And like what Alex yeah. is saying, like just I think the subtle comedy. I don't know, but yeah. maybe it's just his character. But Jeff Lemire and Doc Shanner like get it. Yeah, they get at least Plastic Man for so, me. So the one thing for me is that I know that the plan was to have rotating artists and stuff, but eventually, like this book, I think I think this looks amazing. And like I said, it's more yeah. of that simplistic style, and that's what I like about it. It's not so Rockefeller's great, but this is one of those books that you just you got that nice style, and that's what I want to see. It's just simple yeah. book. I was actually I'm with you on that. When Doc came on board, I was like, this is how the book should be. This yeah, is how it should this should be the team. Uh, saga number 53 of the Spaniel Staples and Brian K. Vaughn. This is um, very hard. This, this was a tough <laughs> issue to read. <laughs> so in the last issue, the wheel caught up to the uh, our heroes and uh, had Princess, Princess, Prince Robot the Fourth, right? Yes. And a uh, standstill, and they was like, hey, you killed somebody who I used to love, and now uh, I'm going to kill you. And so he's trying to get out of it. He's saying, hey, I'll, I'll give up the family for you that you're out here for. And he's like, it's too late for that. And Marco shows up and he says, what did you say? And so now he's holding Prince Robot uh, in kind of like a headlock hostage while Marco is trying to save him. And Prince Robot's like, just leave, dude. Didn't you just hear I was trying to give you up? And he's like, no, he's trying to save him still. And uh, at the end, the will snaps his head off. And when we say snap, we mean fully. I, he he pretty much fatalityed him, <laughs> ripped his head straight off, and blood's uh, blood all over the neck. place. That guy's not coming back. Nope. And if he does, uh, he's not going to be the same. Well, and he's the second character we've lost in the last two issues. Dude, th- 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Doff, gets, Doff, Doff gets shot by our stupid mole woman. And for a while, I thought he got shot by her. You know, he's going to be okay. He's going to hold the blood in. Nope. And nope. He's getting his heart eaten out by a bunch of birds. The seagull so. things are eating his insides. It's like, okay, well, he's dead. So we're at a point now where, you know, I think 50 and 51 were kind of like, man, these guys are really going to get out of this. They, especially, and they have a nice little family now, Prince Robot and his kid, and he met somebody that he can get along with. And they're going to like leave and be this new identity. They're going to witness protection. We're in a good spot. And like you said, back to back deaths, two people died, two relationships broken, and the mole has a bunch of people hostage now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, that's this book, right? Well, and, and uh, so I, I'm going to spoil parts of it. Like, Alana gets shot in the, the wings. So and now one of her wings just kind oh, of yeah. shatters. Yeah, about that. Yeah. She falls to the ground. Um, I don't remember. Is it Upshur? Is the other? Um, yeah. The boyfriend to Dolph. And he loses his shit. And just, he does, does he do magic? Because we know Hazel can do magic. And I think Upshur's teaching her some magic tricks. Uh, I thought so, yeah. Because he, he makes like this little ball of power, shoots it at the mole woman's face, melts half her face, and oh, now yeah. she looks like Two-Face. And um, and then she like she goes, I fucking dare you. Kill me. Kill me. Kill me. And he's just staring at her on the ground. And I was just like. I, I, I wanted it to be that. I realized the, the, there won't be a gun that goes. But that's what I wanted it to be is where he just takes the opportunity. doesn't even waste time. And kills her. Uh, also, we forgot, I forgot to mention, before he killed Prince Robot, Marco did say, hey, I'll come in with you, and you can arrest me, and bring me in for your bounty. Just let him go. 
and then the whale just says pass and then snaps his neck off. I uh, you know what that that was the um the Star Lord from Infinity War. He goes I don't, I'm I no this jackass killed my girl. Yeah. He has to die. So much emotion, everything's running hot and uh <laughs> this issue is I'm this thing we were talking about for the last year good more than that probably what was it 39 30 yeah. this thing is hot it is great every issue i cannot get enough of this and fiona staples every issue looks great fantastic the panel work is great like when it's, she's like uh fucking kill me i dare you and she's like kill me and it kind of like backs out like the pacing of those shots and like bk brian k vaughn uh this is his strongest book that's coming out now he can do stuff like Barry and stuff like that but like this is the cream of the crop of those two and it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the title the title for the book is is literally the perfect title. It is a saga. It, you know, you would think that at this point with all this stuff is happening that, oh, we must be getting near the end. All this stuff is happening. Uh, Brian Kivon in an interview recently said that, because uh, issue 50 came out, for issue 50 did an interview, he said issue 50 is not even the halfway point. So it's going to yeah. go on for a little bit still here, so. Which, I, which I'm more than happy to keep in this book. This, this book could be 150 issues if that's what they planned, and I'm cool with it. Oh, I would one. I would love to be part of that, uh, living to see this book to be 150 issues long. Oof, God, I love this book. What do you mean you plan to pass away here soon? <laughs> uh, it was a ten. Was this a was great. Yes. This was a great, great issue. Yes. You know, I read this issue and I wanted to text everybody I knew that was had any interest in comics, even if they like just read a graphic novel a month, uh, a quarter, a year, and be like, "You should catch up on Saga." I, you know, the way that Walking Dead characters, you know, they can show up for a couple issues and then maybe die off. This is one of those books that you get to know these characters. You get to see how their lives have been. Um, there's a reference from the dumb mole lady to the will, I think, two issues ago, where she killed his dog. Yeah. I thought, man, I would have I would have stabbed you right then and then and been done with this. <clears throat> oh, I forgot to mention the best part of the last two issues is that at first when Squire runs away and they're going to go find him in the in the woods and whatever uh gus gets strapped up to go out and find them with all these fucking guns and a fucking like machete you know stuff he goes all right gus would uh raided the no-no uh closet and he comes out of like this fucking guy it proves every single time i see his ass why he's my favorite yes uh gus uh, gus is the best uh i need a gus doll that's what i need they sell it we'll get you a baby seal what do you mean baby seal <laughs> i would agree this uh issue is a 10 god it's so good uh venom number three by Donnie Cates and art by Ryan Stegman. I uh, I actually caught up on issue two a couple days ago. Was great. Yeah. Uh, read issue three for the show. Also uh, great. What Donnie Cates has done to the Venom Mythos in three issues is fucking fantastic. You know when I was reading this issue, I did caught, I caught up on two and three recently too. Not today. And uh, when I was reading them, I thought the same thing. I was like. Nobody ever expects, and he's done this with multiple things. He comes in and says, you know, this dude used to be in space. So Brian Michael Bendis tried to do that when he was part of the Guardians, right? Try to figure that out. And it, I don't know, it seemed hokey to me. It seemed like, ah, he just wanted some reason for him to get go off the Guardians, stuff like that. So Donny Cates does it. And when Donny Cates did, does it in this issue where he's like, they're from space, they're proud of this... Uh, Symbiote god. Old, yeah, like this old kind of god, uh, some creature from the space. In the second issue, they had that two-page spread where, like, it explained their history and stuff like that. When uh, that one guy first got him, and like he said, he saw a flash of all this stuff. All that stuff, I was like, 
there's no way, at least for the immediate future, that anything with Donnie Cates' name on it, I'm not like, that guy is creative. That guy knows how to take something that seems old and seems like dated. And like, but as I said, you can go back and listen to this show when I was like, I, I like Donnie Cates, but I'm going to get Venom. I have no interest in Venom. And then for like three issues now, like you said, reinventing this character in a way that I'm like, this character is interesting to me now. Right, and he gives you enough of the for all the people that like Venom, but it gives you so much more in the fact that you're finding out his roots. Um, you know, you you're always like, what's the limit of how evil Venom can get? And then you see him go mecha, and not I'm sorry, mecha Venom, but like mega Venom, where he's like freaking red and like bloodthirsty and. But I, th- I think that's maybe the thing for me is that you know when you when we had read the first Venom by I think it was was it Colin Bunn who was doing that? No, it was um, Rick Remender. And uh, Flash is always like, well, you know, I can't, I can't let him go too far, and sometimes he does go too far, and he just turns into regular Venom and bites someone's head off. This is that step even further where he's just he's an animal. And there's nothing that's gonna stop him from killing you. And Eddie Brock has no control at this point. He can't even he can't even talk to Venom. Going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to kill this person. And you're lucky if you get out of there alive without blowing yourself up. Well, you know, a big part of the Venom myth- mythos and why he looks like Spider-Man is because it's kind of like uh, uh, God, your Gryffindor sword and Harry Potter. You know, it, it absorbs what makes it stronger. So yeah. it took on the Spider-Man persona. And what's the what's the God's name? I can't remember. Uh, Cole or something like that? Kroll? Yeah. Okay. And I love the fact, and in this issue, he holds the symbiote that uh, Eddie uses, and he, like, purges him. Uh, he's like, we basically need to get you back to formula. Yeah. And, like, you see it, like, burning back out of him and then formula. turns to red. I know. <laughs> and that's, like, pretty, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, character development. Eddie's like, well, any relationship I've formed over with the symbiote is gone. And if they try to bring it back, I mean, if Donnie tries to do that, I'm like, come on, you, you purge this thing. We saw the flames, like, yeah. he's Berserker Venom now, That at least the symbiote is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool to see Eddie stripped down. He doesn't have a suit. Now, how is his psychology going to be able to handle doing this naked, so well, basically? Let's say he's, yeah. he's, he has, he's always had a friend or a thing inside him. How do you talk to someone who isn't there and something who, that can't respond back to you now? Um, I liked Spider-Man in this issue. Yeah. Where um, it wasn't just like this weenie little kid going, don't punch me so hard. It's like, I will kill you myself. Well, and I totally forgot in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man that Venom killed his mother in a different, in technically in a different universe. She came back. Sorry, spoilers, but we've had a couple of years. That, what was that from Ultimate. Ultimate before it got moved to the Prime Universe? Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, she got murdered by Venom. Okay. Um, so you that can was, see that was, why he's so like upset by the Venom character even being around. Because that was the one thing that I was like, I don't, I don't remember that happening. But it was before I read Ultimate Spider-Man, right? Um, I do love that dragon. And so is he, is the god the dragon, or does he use the dragon? He's controlling to, him. He's controlling him. I okay. can't find out what his name is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like the Miles Morales a lot. Like you said, he was in this book. He should take Venom seriously, and I like that Donny Cage wasn't like, well, he's a guy that does little quippy stuff i'm running spider-man i'm going to do little quippy one lines it's like no when he met venom he means business and he's not going to be like that he was 100 serious which he should be well and, right. and doesn't he, he blew um eddie right. out of the suit by just oh yeah was that his um venom, venom, venom sting yeah okay and um segments arts great uh in this issue and i also did like so 
I like that they mentioned, like, he's like, dude, where's the Avengers at? And Miles was like, hey, uh, if you didn't know, uh, Celestials are falling out of the sky. And just to be like, yeah, that's why they're not here fighting this dragon that's attacking New York City. Like, it's up to us, too. It's a way to, like, hey, this connects to Marvel. Mm -hmm. Because that's at the beginning of the Marvel Universe, that was a big thing. was connected, yet separate. That's enough to show me, hey, this is going on at the same time as that story. But I don't need them to show up and be like, hey, guys, I can't be there. Like, Miles is just like, hey, dude, they're off doing something else. He's like, all right, that's enough. Right. And it's enough for me to feel like this is a whole world. And these two are the only ones that can save this city in this world. So, Which is terrifying, by the way. Like, even the Celestials falling from the sky, not nearly as scary as this big fucking dragon right. coming through town destroying crazy? shit. That, yeah, the symbiote. And you're like, man, the Avengers should probably fight this guy. And maybe, you know, get somebody else to fight those Celestials because this guy looks crazy. Well, yeah, and that god, like, what a intro to create a new supervillain. Like, say we're in, on our next book we're going to talk about, about introducing a villain. This book takes the cake. That guy scares the piss out of me. Like, he came out of that dragon, and I was well, like, say, yeah, you don't want to fuck with him. What a, way to be fuck in, what a way to be introduced. You're literally controlling the dragon from the inside. Spider-Man blows the shit out of your dragon, and you're still holding Spider-Man going... I won, bitch. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. Look, at, look at this kid. Throw him on the side. And I was expecting to, like, kill Spider-Man there. Like, oh, all right. Geez. Now, I tell you what. That would be the biggest surprise in a book. It's just done. That would fuck you to Bendis, but. <laughs> uh, I really did enjoy it. it. It, You know, at some point in this run, I keep expecting to be like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't read this book, because Venom's not for me. But, like, it keeps going. It keeps being good. Yeah. But it, I think it's one of those things that's kind of like a Tom King book for me, where... You get this character, Mr. Miracle, I could have given two shits about. And Tom King knows how to write a book that isn't just about Mr. Miracle. It's about, okay, Venom's not really about real life things, but it, it's, well, it mean, expands upon what you already know. and makes you go, wow, look how expansive this universe is. Look what other Venoms are out there. It's not just anti-Venom or Toxin or Carnage or Douche Canoe or whatever other names they have for these characters. It's literally, here's the symbiote. They're all part of this big thing it's like oh my gosh i never thought of it well, in that a way, way it's making some commentary also when the military were using it as like weapons right and like giving it to people being like well you're gonna die or you're gonna get the venom symbiote well, either one so they yep. put on people like experimenting on people for the sake of having these living weapons and that concept so, alone i want to see it in like a freaking movie or like i do want to see show. like a comic back in the day like yeah you know vietnam and there were symbiote soldiers running around so cool. was it in vietnam or i mean in the, in the last issue, he just talked about the war. So maybe it's Korea. I know it sounds. It looks like that it's somewhere in yeah. uh, Asia, Southeast Asia. So, right. Because um, there's a lot of jungle stuff. I mean, it might, it might even be South America. That's cool. Like I just throw some goo on your face, and now you're like a symbiote. So. But it, ah, damn that stupid fox. Screw fox for calling that thing symbiote. Well, Sorry, yeah, that's, that's my rant on that. Yeah, but because I've been trying to avoid it all night, and I just said it. Pissed. <laughs> no, but uh, like Alex was saying, like uh, that's the real life thing in here is like saying like was this worth it for them and now you basically have all these you know symbiotes going out there is that the right way <laughs> yes i know fuck okay. you fox it going out there and uh uh like what did you unleash and like was that okay to play god in that way and now here's god's back to take it back his uh creations it's so. like you had your fun my turn yeah the one the one thing i, I would say for donny cates is that like next week i think the uh cosmic ghost Warrior comes out yeah if nothing else he makes these characters, and then he carries on these characters, not just um, letting them go on the wayside. It's like, okay, maybe we really will get like a six-issue run of the Vietnam or Korean or whatever soldiers doing their thing. Because that would be... I buy it. 
I would I would buy that book instantly. That sounds like a great premise to see these other characters before you get Eddie Brock in the Venom suit doing their thing, being the quote unquote super soldiers. I mean, they'd be they would be the task force B or X or quadruple Z. Uh, I was good. Solid nine. See, for I'm me, give this 10, one a 10. 10. Fucking blew my mind. I think I think just the introduction of uh, the evil overlord was enough to make me go, wow. One, Donny Cates, you know how to write a good book. Two, you know how to introduce a new villain yeah. and make me about shit my pants going, holy crap. And you're making like Venom interesting. You're giving him something to hold on to more than like, oh, Eddie has a relationship Ed's with Spider-Man. a symbiote. God damn it. Symbiote. I know. Mm. <laughs> what else? We um, next, we got Man of Steel number five, uh, written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. With, I don't know who the artist is. Fabok did a couple pages. Fabok Hughes did a couple flashback. pages. Somebody Sorry. did a couple pages. Uh, I thought you were going to look it up. What? I was going to try and do it off the top of my head. Last time I said it, it was just Brian yeah, Michael Bendis. Yeah, because you only had one person. Check. So, <laughs> I, uh, I liked this book. It was really good. I don't know. Um... This book actually, I didn't care for this issue nearly as much. Dude, this fucking issue was a fucking shorter. They they keep they <laughs> it, keep it wasn't that good. They keep talking about the same thing of the Jor El. Okay, get past the uh, that boy, this boy, Adam me Hughes boy, Adam Hughes. So the whole Jor El concept still dude, bores he, me to death. Dude, didn't he just like threaten those guys in that uh, that uh, storyline? What was right. that storyline? Uh, the I can't remember. Didn't he called. tell John like you're half human? That means you're weak because you're yeah. half a human. And like he even said that in this issue, though, he threatened to destroy that whole yeah. fucking planet. But now this is that you're half Kryptonian. And that now, means you're amazing. And now he comes back, and the only issue Lois has with him going away with him is oh we don't know him. He's kind of a stranger. It's like dude, that dude fucking threatened to kill everybody, and he said screw your half breed son. Yeah, and now he's like, yeah, but yeah, he is his grandpa. Like, what are we gonna say? I just want to be where Superman doesn't even take the time to ask questions. Just flies through the building with him and just starts like, beating the shit out of him. Did Bennis read that storyline? Did he I go know. back? And I don't like, think he knows hey, a fucking clue about Jonathan Kent. He he, he, he would never say. I'm he man. knew he was back, and he was like, okay, well, I'll put him in my story too. But he didn't take the time to go. Oh, okay, let me go back dick. and figure out who this guy was. Yeah, <laughs> or who he is now. So, like, that whole part of the story, especially this fucking lead up to this last issue, he's, like, coming out of the shadows. And, it, for, like, every issue, it's, like, one second more of that right. scene. And I was finally, like, dude, just fucking do it or don't do it. I'm what's tired the point of, of Jor-El coming in on, like, a beetle ship? <laughs> like, that thing looks stupid. This is the cheapest one I could find. It's just so you didn't know it was him. That's I know. It. There's no logical I, reason for any of that to be happy. Like, that's the reason why they're not there. He went on a fucking field trip with his dad or his grandpa, excuse me. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, then Lois went with him just because she didn't want to him supervise. to be the stranger. Yeah. Oh, you can't go. He's a stranger. She's uh, probably a stowaway on the ship. No one knows she's there. Let alone the dude is fucking a genocidic maniac. And he's like, oh, he's about to kill everybody. And like, he fucking kidnapped Dick Reese. I mean, Tim and all these people. And it's like, nah, you just don't know him, though. So that's why you're going to go with him. I know. And it's like the fact that like Clark, Clark's not really questionable. Lois is like, oh, he's got a plan. I'm like, no. No, shut the no, fuck up. No, Clark was talking to him like his grandpa maybe came over for Thanksgiving and uh, said something he shouldn't say at the table. And he's like, ooh, fuck, this guy's back again. Like, yeah. hey, dad, you got to keep it calm down here. Like, this is my son you're from. Yeah. It wasn't like that his dad came over and said, hey, I'm going to fucking kill you all. Your son's a half-breed. Like, he should have, like, beat the shit out of him right then and there. Yeah. But no, he acted like 
Jor-El was showing up and he was like, ooh, dead. Like, not, not right Bad now. Bad timing. Good timing. Like, and who the fuck is this John that's like, no, I'm going to go with him. Like, yeah, never. In, in all these books, he's been a family. Like, he loves his he's family. He's a son. He loves his dad. He listens to his dad and mom. And in this issue, he's like, nah, I got to go with him. I don't know he's what like, you're talking I got to go to space. I'm like, like dude, I, you've been in space. Dude, like, this is my grandpa. I better, Papa Jor-El. Go yeah, I got to yeah. go with him. He's my grandpa, man. And it's like, ladies' dad's like, no, you can't go. Mom can't go. Screw you guys. I got to go. What's the point of Bendis taking over and canceling Tomasi and Gleason's run to maintain the status quo that they were setting up in that story, but they're just changing the character's motivations? Now, he did, and this might be a little spoiler or something. You tell me if you want to hear about it or not. Uh, Bendis did post something on Instagram about the next issue about John. Do you want to know? Yeah. Uh, spoilers for anybody. Go ahead. Ten seconds. Uh, he comes back and he's older. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. You showed us that. Thing. So, one of the he puts he puts an actual panel from the next issue. He's coming back and he's older. I bet you the cliffhanger's like dad. So that's why that one. Dylan. That's why that one mini series is taking place before because when from this point on he's not going to be that young anymore. He's going to be like a teenager. So I just want to when he first said he's going to change something about the mythos. Like the most recent mythos edition, like he has changed well, nothing about that, his past. He's he's saying that this guy destroyed Krypton now. Yeah, I suppose. And uh, that's always been he kind destroyed Kandor, right? Here's the thing: the first issue, I was like, "Hey, it's all right. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like I may, I think he understands the Superman character." The second issue was like nothing. I don't know if the hell happened to that issue. Nothing. Nothing happened, <laughs> dude. It nothing. Was, not a it was thing. so boring. And the third issue actually wasn't bad. Uh, I think the fourth issue was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But this issue, like, for so it's shaky already for me. Right. And then this issue takes such a fucking dive. Yeah. These people aren't who I know them to be, and I barely know those people. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, I, I know they, enough not to make Jorah like that character. I think they were being really ambiguous that Rogel's R could just, like, rocks cover you on the moon. Dude, what like, was with what? that? I didn't say I, the way that this fight went down. It was like Doomsday came and beat the piss out of him. That's what I thought he was getting at the end of the issue. Like, oh, cleansing, and then he's like, oh, I'll go to the core of the earth. Like, yeah, please. I thought he was going to get Doomsday. Like, hey, bud, hey, let's get, go kick some ass. Doomsday smash. You know, a couple kind of thing. issues ago, there was a weird little scene where Clark goes back to the Fortress of Solitude, and he's there. What's his name? Rogozar. That he, part was pretty cool. He's I there. Thought. No, but here's the thing that's weird about it. So there's like a good five or six panels where they just sit there and talk to each other. And I was like, dude, this guy wants to f- kill him. And they're just sitting there chilling, talking because because di- Bennis was like, let's have a little dialogue scene here. And then they fight. But it's like. And it, plus all of that we've seen Rogel's are besides the past scenes is him like muttering. Yeah. And yeah. he's been like he met Clark and he started fighting him. And he didn't even let him. He's because like, remember uh, Clark even says this guy is an uttered word. Like, all he wants to do is fight and kill me. And then, okay, but then the next scene, he wants to have a fucking dialogue. <laughs> like, be like, let's talk to each other. I thought that was pretty cool, though. I can't deny Yeah, That was pretty scary. To an extent, that's cool to have your big bad guy decide he wants to have a conversation. But also, if your whole in- incentive is to kill somebody, you don't stop and go, by the way, this is why I'm kicking the shit out of you. And I'll wait until your homies show up, and then I'm going to take you to the moon. That bugged the crap. JL, or the Justice League, shows up. Um, well, they're up there doing stuff. I like the art of this issue. That was it. Art was good. Art was fine. Do you guys remember when Mixapilic, um merged all the Supermen together? So, like, I mean, the New 52 version and, yeah. like, his whole history? That Supergirl, like, trying to be from the New 52 bullshit, so sick of that. I know they're going to redo her costume and everything. 
But me seeing that little Z Superman S, like they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're technically cousins, but there's, I mean, I'm like, why just change that shit? No. Like, we don't have, I don't know. That's just being, being nitpicky. But uh, this series is not, I don't think anything groundbreaking is going to happen except that cliffhanger that his son's going to be like, dad? And then Clark's going to, or Superman's going to be like, Son? Yeah, son? Well, remember, Human? Remember he said that <laughs> something happens at the end of Man of Steel that people are going to get mad at him about. And so we know, once again, spoilers, past a little bit. We know that it's John getting older. So I I can tell you what, it, unless issue six really just blows me out of the water because of great storytelling and art, I will not be getting action comics to Superman. Spoilers for issue number six. I do think also that it that that uh decision to make him older is not needed because we haven't seen him as a kid long enough to be right. like we, to know who he is. And I think it it solely is just to be like, let me change something. And let me do something to be like shock people. Yeah. yeah. Now they're going to make, I guarantee you there's going to be another issue in the future where Damien and him are going to team up and he's going to be like, you're oh, tall. you're older now. Like, this is going to be stupid. Like they're, I, that's so dumb. Now, you know, that whole young, whatever the super sons arc takes place before. Cause yeah, he's going to be older and they're not ah, just that 12, like, that 12 issue max. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, was a six for me? This issue. Yeah. This would be a six. Heck, yeah, I'm going to give it a five. Just, because I really could have yeah, given I'll two give shits. I those covers, the timeline covers, is sweet. Because yeah, I can tell at least they're not changing the fucking history of Superman. Besides some minor things that you could copy and paste the stuff in, anyways. I mean, there's gaps there where you could fill in some space, but they're not changing anything like the death of Superman or anything like that. I would like to have seen, and Superman would be stupid for doing this. Well, I guess he, I guess Darrell would be the one who has to bring back Doomsday, where Superman goes to get Doomsday and go. That's I, what I, thought I, need, I need you to fight this fucker for me. That's what, and like he said, that Star Labs thing, he's like, this is something I thought I would never do. And in the Doomsday storyline. Holy shit, I forgot. He, about th- he buries him in fucking Star Labs research facility. You just reminded me of the worst thing about this fucking issue. I'm going to give it a four because of this. Flash in this issue is the worst I've ever mm-hmm. re- I've seen that character. He said twice. I had to read twice. Flash say caca poo poo. <laughs> Yes. That was so And I stupid. was like, this is the fucking worst thing I've ever read in my life. I'd rather have so him, I would have had the, rather have them just hashtag the, I said shit. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, I, you know, there's that symbol on Rogelzar's arm, which looks exactly basically like the Flash's symbol. And they're like, looks like a, a, a squiggly line with a circle around him. Like, it doesn't look like a convenient side. Yeah, lightning bolt with a circle. Like, <laughs> duh. I can see it. Like, I've seen the symbol like the last 18 years of my life. Yeah. Like, uh, I like when I didn't. This is. I mean, for Caesars, I didn't like. But when the Just League shows up, they go, "Hey, we're here," and it's like, "All right." And then they fly out to space. And Supergirl's like, "If you can fly, fly with me." Like, yeah, no shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no fucking shit. (laughs) What else are gonna do? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a big letdown. And you know what? This four is is a good a good great for this. I forgot about Kakapu. I just forgot about it. I'll go down to four too. When they're all like, "We're here," yeah, we see that. <laughs> I know. I do give him chops that he knows how to write. <laughs> Justice Super- League. We're here. I think he he is doing good at like homaging Superman as a character, not in the plot, but I think he gets like his mannerisms. Again, and I'll say this until he proves otherwise: his Clark Kent is absolute bullshit. To be fair, we haven't seen Clark Kent other than him being at Smallville or at their Smith Farm or whatever name they're going by now. Well, no, I mean we saw him in issue then, two when he's at the bullpen. Are they at the? No, I know that, but I'm just, it, recently it's only been Superman. Yeah. Other than, are they at the apartment now? Or are they back out in Smallville? 
in that and where their flashback technically is it's it's that Hamilton. Can I also say well, no, they're in the apartment because that's the end. So they're in the apartment. Whoever decided to make this thing six issues should be ashamed. This thing it should have been. This should be or two or three issues and oh done. god. Jason Fabach, he, he literally has to draw six pages probably. For that's this what whole I mean. Thing. Literally, the, he adds one panel an issue and. For the guy to step out and be like, hey, guys, I'm Jarrell. <laughs> there are so many other villains they could have had. Like, why couldn't it be? I know it's overdone, but why couldn't it be Zod? And Zod takes Lois and John to the Phantom Zone. And he's like, if you come into the Phantom Zone, I'll kill them or something. Something cool like that. Instead, you pick the most safe thing, the most recent villain, and do nothing with it. And change John so much that he's like, I'm going to go to space with Grandpa yeah. who killed a bunch of people that I love. This this Man of Steel, I wish I actually would have been the, um, what was the group of bad guys in Action Comics? I think it was Action Comics. That it was, um, oh shit, what's, it's, not, it's not Annihilator. What's the purple Kryptonian's name? Eraser? Eradicator. Oh, Eradicator. Eradicator. Do, do that with Cyborg, Superman, and Zod and get those guys back because that would have been a great like Sinister Six Man of Steel thing where that makes sense to have it six issues long. He's just getting the shit kicked out of him. Even when Car- um, Supergirl shows up, she's getting the shit kicked out of her. I I hate this. I hate this six issue. By long. the way, the more and more I stare at this, uh, what's his name? The bad guy? <laughs> Rogozar. Uh, his fucking design looks stupid as hell. Two-faced rodent thing. <laughs> He does not look intimidated at all. He just look, I look at him being like, he looks right. like Doomsday but furry. Well, I just you know what if he came down to Earth and would stay down there and stop flying around like a wuss, uh, the Justice League could just destroy him. Yeah, you know what? Going on again. Three. The more we talk about this book, he <laughs> fucking keeps going down and down. It was it's probably the worst thing I read all year. Yeah, it's bad. Kaka poo poo. Should name this episode. It, it was Kaka poo poo. Man is still number five. The Trivix number five. Century number one. Killer be killed number twenty. Saga number fifty three. And um, Venom. Venom number tres. Those are the comic books. Uh, make sure to go to your local comic book shop or buy them online and uh, catch up. Uh, that Man of Steel. Pass away. I mean, pass away. Pass on. We'll <laughs> Die. I mean, probably, I mean, you'll want to pass away when you read that. <laughs> Supercon 2018, Return of the Con, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Tickets on sale at supercon.com. Alex, we're going to be there doing a show, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to be there on the 28th doing a uh, live show for everyone. What's it going to be called? Wednesday Comics After Dark. Dark. And not only us are going to be there, a lot of people are going to be there. Phil Hester, right, Garrett? Yes, Phil Hester, the uh, current artist of Batman Beyond. Uh, he's done other projects like Shipwreck. Um, he's done some Swamp Thing that you may or may not have seen in uh, some Holland Files that came out recently. Not only Phil, Science Steve, Shay Fontana, Tony Fleece, uh, Travis Nye, Midwest, all for all doing a show the 28th. They'll be doing a show that night. That's the main attraction that night. Jill Thompson. Ryan Cody, John Allen, and more. Tom Wynn, uh, going to be at Supercon.com. Make sure there's a lot going on that weekend. I would say, if I am going to tell you any kind of advice, buy that weekend pass. You won't regret it. You got MAP, concert that night also. You got Wednesday Comics After Dark. And then you got a whole weekend of uh, stuff to do, people to see. Supercon.com for more information. Uh, but if you're somebody new and you're like, I want to get into this comic book game, I want to figure out where do I start? We're here to give you a little guide. Now, we've done this two times in the past. So if we repeat any, obviously, I didn't have time to go back and listen to the first time we did it. So we might repeat some. <laughs> Who knows? Sorry. But if you're new to the show, 
guess what? Brand new to you. Uh, I did listen to the last one, so I know what we talked about. So if there's uh, one that we've done before, I'll let you know. But, Alex, if somebody was brand new, they came up to you and said, Alex, I know you do a comic book podcast. I know you're into comic books. This happens every Christmas, every gathering of family. I, someone, at least somebody, when I'm at the, the in-laws, says, hey, I hear you like comic books. They ask you, what do I start on? What do you tell them? You know, it, I had a different book on my list. And I actually chose, I think, Skyward is actually a book that I would suggest to people. It's not a overly hard to understand. Gravity goes away. Sometimes people float into space and they die or cars float away or, uh, you know, a prof- I think he's a professor, her dad's a professor, or a smart man who saw this coming, knows how to fix it, um, went into business with some jackass who, you know, kind of roughs up his daughter a little bit. This girl is smart. I don't know. It just, I wanted to go for a book that was not a, a superhero-ish book. Because you can, you can read a Batman, you could read a Long Halloween, or you could read something else. You could read your Superman, depending on what Superman you like. You can read a different book. If you like Grounded, unfortunate for you, you've got bad taste. Yeah, not a good At book. least read Secret Identity if you're going to read a Superman book. But though I could <laughs> argue that Grounded is better than this entire man is yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I haven't read Grounded, but it sounds better than this garbage. But Skyward is one of those books that it's just, it is a, um, not necessarily a real life take on anything, but it just kind of gives that that fun fantasy of, wait, what, what happens if gravity was gone? What happens if I happen to be a, a is a is the right word a courier where I deliver things? So I'm a courier. Uh, I, I carry a gun, but not to actually hurt anybody. It's in case I go too far up into the atmosphere, I need to shoot myself back down. Not shoot myself literally, but aim up and shoot. I uh, read issue three earlier this week. This book looks amazing. That art is so good, and the story. This is one of those books I was like, I'm reading. I'm going, wow. This guy's a jackass. I I really hope someone shoots him, not down onto the ground, but shoots him in the face and kills him. I there's there's stakes in this book for me. There are I just I, I can't wait for the next issue type of thing. I think it would be one of those books. Hey, when this comes out as a collection, providing it continues to carry on this way, I'd be telling you pick up this book. This is a, a great book if you're looking for a good art with a simplistic story. Garrett, Simplistic you, story. Sorry. Garrett, what do you recommend? Um, I'm going to start off with uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, what do I say? Volume 1? I mean, the original Volume 1 of Ultimate Spider-Man, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Mark Bagley. Um, yes, it's an origin story, but it's a alternate universe. Um, when they started the Ultimate Universe, it was supposed to be uh, completely, completely different continuity. Um, I don't think you could read. I mean, Bagley's art is so pleasing to the eye. Um, Bendis is close to his prime when he's writing this, uh, when he's beginning this. And it's probably one of the best series I've ever read. But it is so easy to understand Spider-Man as a character, uh, to be able to read comic books. Because literally, uh, Bagley is a very uh, organized guy. Like, he does not draw all over the place. Um, And if you, like, Spider-Man has one of the best rogues galleries of all time. And in this series, like, literally on the edge of each issue or arc you get to see who's the new villain that he's fighting it says like craven or it says venom saga or there's all these fun little uh not crossovers but like little events inside its own book and it's such a blast to read um literally oh i was just gonna say just to say because you just mentioned his name 
The only one thing I don't like about that uh, series is uh, Craven is a wimp. So, but go on. Well, yeah, but Ultimate Spider-Man seems more powerful than regular Amazing Spider-Man. But the, but I think that's one of those things that's fun about that universe is the fact that he isn't that super strong. He is literally an actor who is all for the publicity. And when he decides to pick a fight with Spider-Man, I you're talking about Spider-Man for a second. I'm like, who the fuck are we talking? About? Well, Craven. Sorry, that Craven is doing this for a publicity stunt. Turns out, hey, uh, Spider-Man really is strong, and he just beat the shit out of me. Well, like I said, it's different continuity. Like, Green Goblin actually turns into a goblin. Yeah. Like, he, a legit hulking goblin. Um, so there's a lot of things that, like, twist the mythos a little bit, but um, I think it's one of the best times I've ever read a comic book. Uh, it's one of my first complete comic series that I've ever read. Um, yeah, I think any new reader would enjoy the shit out of that book. Marvin? Uh, it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Um I think maybe, don't quote me on this, and I'm not saying that that's a bad choice because it's a good choice, but I think we talked about it the first time. I don't remember. But, uh, it, it, it sounds familiar, but, it I know sounds we, familiar. but I know we've talked about it before on the show regardless. But whether it, it, be- it's, it is worth bringing up over and over again because it is one of the greatest runs, especially up to when uh, something, there's a, obviously a conclusion to that series, right. and it's great. Uh, my first one, and this probably came up too. I don't know. Didn't have time to research this one for the first episode, but I don't think so. Uh, Lock and Key by uh, really, it does sound familiar. Gabriel Rodriguez and Joe Hill, and uh, it is a great series from beginning to end. It is something, and I think it's new reader friendly because you know this the series going to be coming out soon, and you're going to want to uh, see where it came from. I bet you anything you're going to watch that show and be like, hey, let me see the series. I mean, the book that it came from. It's very cinematic. The art is great. And it's like a horror book, but it's still about family. And it's kind of like if you like Stephen King, which, I mean, if you are somebody who does not really like the comics, but you read books and you like Stephen King, it really does touch on a lot of things that he does. Uh, family, horror, uh, creepy house, <laughs> things like that. So it's a really, I mean, and it's a really interesting concept. It, they, it's lock and key. They go to this house. There's all these keys that have special abilities. And it's about this evil entity wants the keys for their own uh, ends, but the Locke family has to protect the keys against them. So it's good. It takes place over a lot of time. It gets darker once in a while, and then every once in a while it's fun. So it's cool. Hmm. I had uh, I actually had a different book that I was going to use, and I I after you brought up Lock and Key, one of your favorite series, uh, I'm going to bring up my one of my favorite series, uh, Fables. Oh, yeah. So it's a uh, a book about what other than fables. So you've got your your Cinderellas or your Bells or your Beast or whomever Prince Charmings, and they used to live in the fairy tale land. They ended up having to escape and become refugees into New York, where they get their own little fable town to live in. And there's actually a farm where all the not characters who can't pass as humans have to live there. So giants or the three little pigs, they live out there. And you just kind of go through these these different character moments. You've got the Big Bad Wolf is actually the sheriff. You've got, uh, it's not Midas. I think it's King Cole is actually the mayor. So they're, they're having these, you know, they all have jobs. They all have lives. They all have things that are going on. There's Prince Charming's, you know, married half the women in this town and cheated on every one of them with the other girls anyway. And you're just like, hey, you're a dickhole. But yeah, this book is so good. The art is so strong. Uh, it's Bill Willingham. Right. Uh, I got into this book just due to the covers look so good. And then as I kept reading, the first arc is 
is a little more wordy. And then once you get into that second arc and it just blows you away, I binge read that book. I'm still missing three titles left to get. So good. So strong. If you if you like Fable characters at all, this is a book to read. Great pick, Fabales. Go ahead and look that up, uh, Garrett. If someone goes looking for a book called Fabales, <laughs> <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> Did I say uh, cold today? Hot Fabales? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, are we only doing two picks? Yeah. Okay. Um, this one, uh, it's a four-issue mini, but I think if you're looking for more of a nonfiction piece, um, something that kind of gets you into the crime genre, uh, Snowblind from Boom Studios. Um, very, I mean, you're following it from perspective of a teenager witnessing um, weird stuff going on from the adults around him, uh, in his family, um, and in his neighborhood. And it's, I mean, it looks beautiful. I mean, it takes place in Alaska, I believe. I believe you're or, correct. Yeah, in Alaska. <laughs> and um, so the art is fantastic, and the story itself is very compelling. Uh, every time I'm filing my comics and I come across Snowblind, I'm like, man, that was a great series. I think that's one of those I need to reread because that yeah. was a good four-issue run. Oh, my run. gosh. I mean, that's kind of the fun thing about comics is, like, you can still tell great nonfiction stories that are still, like, not, I mean, I don't, like, what, how are you, what do you call that? I don't know. Um, can you guys stop dropping shit? I didn't know what that was. Uh, great pick. That's a shout-out to Alaska. Uh, yeah, our one listener. Keep it up. Uh, Keep going it up. to pick that up, Snow Globe. <laughs> Snow behind you, ass. <laughs> um, my final pick, and it, uh, it's fresh off the mind, is uh, Killer Be Killed. Just concluded, so you can go and pick up that whole thing. It's a great ent- entry if you want to get into the uh, Sean Phillips, Eddie uh, Brubaker. And, Are you uh, making new nicknames now? <laughs> Betty Broeister, <laughs> uh, kind of like universe, I'll say. I mean, they're not connected, but like that, it could be your first entry. You read that. It is completed 20 issues. It's not that long. It's probably four trades, right? Yeah. Four trade will come out in a month or so. Um, it's probably out right now. You think? With issue 20? Yeah. I mean, before they always waited for the next issue to come out. I bet you think it's out right away. I'll check in a second here so I can get your recommendation. But like, if you get this... And these are uh, these are recommendations, but it's not part of my list. But like this will get you into that universe if you like this. There's definitely more that this team has done that you can go down that you know fade out uh, criminal fatal fatal. By the way, at the end of the letter pages, he says fade out. The sequel's coming next, so you can go and read that. So is that what that um, that long titled book was going to be? No, that's a original graphic novel. Okay. Uh, so get into this. I think if you like into a crime genre. It's something that's gritty and like it has a lot of commentary. And it's more of a character piece. Killer be killed and it has great art by Sean Phillips and uh, great colors by Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and get into this. And like I said, if you enjoy this, get into that other stuff because other stuff as is as of great. Excuse me, is as great as this, but it's different. It twists on the genre. You want you want old Hollywood stuff, fade out. You want criminal stories or kind of like one shot graphic novels, criminal. If you want to get into Fatal, it's kind of like, uh, um, so supernaturalish. Supernatural. Type thing. Uh, I, I totally shout out to Criminal. Criminal is probably my favorite that they write or do work on. Yeah. So go ahead and, and uh, pick up Eddie and Sean and Betty's book. And uh, Shawnee. So that was killed or be killed. Kill or be killed. No, killed or be killed. Kill I'm trying to ruin the book that you named killed. after Fabali's and. Volume four. Let's see here. What do you guys think? Is it out and ready or is it coming out in what? 
Among What's the bets? I would say that's got to. I would think they've got to let the issue sell. Following so the trends later, I would say a month. August twenty-one. Question. She can pick up a whole four trees. Garrett and Alex, number one. Boom. Those are some Logic. recommendations. We always have more. And if you want to know it, let us uh, contact us. Uh, Wednesday comic 605 at gmail.com. We'll let you know what some things. If you're interested in even a character specifically and you ever want to know, feel free to drop us a line and say, hey, I'm interested in Green Lantern. Where do I start? I'm interested in Batman. Where do I start? We'll get you some <laughs> little picks. Uh, or you can go on Twitter and ask at Alex Pastrello. He'll let you know. Ask him about uh, Punisher. Ask him about what else? Turtles. Turtles. Oh, Team and T. This guy doesn't you want you want Team and T, I'll tell you. Uh, at Karat2188. Uh, let him know if you want to read Superman. He'll tell you what to read. Uh, obviously, Superman just, Red Sun. he's going to recommend that ground story to everybody. I better move <laughs> steel. I, got, I thought it was rock bottom, but I thought it was grounded. Eh? At but now it's, it could be better. Marvin and our star if you want to reach me, and I'll let you know about some books I forgot about. Um, that <laughs> Descender. I You'll let him know about Descender, Ooh, of course. It's good. Send you soon. So it'll be completed soon. Uh, Wednesday Comics. At Wednesday Comics, you can follow all of us, and that's where the news goes out. That's where you know when something's happening at the show. So be subscribed. Uh, you'll know things ahead of time, and that's what you want to do. Uh, by the way, speaking of subscriptions, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Oh, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify. Uh, let your friends know. Uh, you know what? Go to their house, hack into their computer legally, and uh, <laughs> and uh, subscribe to the show for them, and then they get a nice little treat. They'll log into their computer and say, what's this Wednesday Comics? They won't get mad. That's good. Thanks uh, for that treat. Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Like the page on facebook and let us know uh you know because every time you click that like button mark zuckerberg gets a little notification and it says somebody like wednesday comics and he falls asleep better that night so <laughs> <laughs> hey Garrett, we have uh oh excuse me go to youtube and find us on youtube and and subscribe to us there you can see the the gauntlet when garrett's on it you can see uh catching up with garrett uh, don't forget me, about got, Alex. Uh, sorry, you Jeez, did. Uh, the last one was at uh, Garrett Home only. Edition 2.0. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but these two do it too together, and you can follow. You can find <laughs> Grayson Garrett on uh, Catching Up with Garrett. No one coming soon. Um, it's turning into a uh, quarterly show. <laughs> and uh, for more videos, there, like I said, twenty or excuse me, season three, we're looking to do more videos. So we'll make sure you subscribe to that so you can get them right away. And uh, I got a thing though. How about every time Lazarus comes out in the future, I'll do a catching up with Garrett episode. 605 215 1849. Leave us a voicemail. <laughs> we'll play in the show and talk to you. If you want to uh, address something or you have a question, that's the phone number you call. That's the, that's the bat line. Same bat number. New bat channel. No, that's not incorrect. Book club. We have a book club here. Wednesday, com- <laughs> Wednesday <laughs> Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Saga of the Swamp Thing, Volume 1, Book 1, excuse me, by Alan Moore. It is coming up hot, hot two weeks from now. Uh, John Boylan from RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Follow him on DC World Swampy on Twitter or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RootsOfTheSwampThing. The man will be here to give his expert opinion. You know, recently I've been watching a lot of uh, documentaries about crime, and they bring up extra experts to the stand to ask them questions to get expert opinions, and that's going to be John Boylan here to, uh, when he comes for that show. And then every once in a while, they bring up just people to talk about somebody's character, and that's going to be us. And uh, they, the character people, they're not reliable, and that's us. And so <laughs> uh, that's why you got to bring the experts on. And so we'll talk about that book, and we'll let you know. Supercon 2018, Return of the Con, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. 
Make sure you get that weekend pass and stop by Wednesday Comics after dark on that Friday. We're going to be, uh, you know, doing a show. There'll be a lot going on, a lot of games, a lot of fun. And you need to be in that audience. If you're not in that audience, well, you're somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> guys, another show. We helped some people out with some new stuff. DC put out uh, more news on their uni- universe. And uh, you know what? Not bad. Book of Books, pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. There was you one, know that there was one I was clunker. <laughs> and that thing might have been like, you know, when you. It, it might have been because these things were only no, like. I can't even. That's not even. I can't even take that seriously. I can't believe I read that in a Superman book. How soon until I see on the Flash TV show he says cock up poo Oh, jeez. Next season, first episode. Uh, why would that even come up? Like, obviously, like Alex said, he was going to say shit. You're full of shit. He says, oh, he's full of caca poo poo. It sounds like fucking Beavis on Beavis and Bite. Oh, caca poo poo. <laughs> Like, maybe maybe that's what uh, Bendis thinks the Flash is. He thinks he's. That's what I mean. He reduced this guy that is super smart. He's a scientist. He reduced this guy to a third grader in a class, being like, "Oh, that is Kaka." <laughs> so I guess so far that we're two out of five. I, Bendis can write two out of five decent Superman issues. To be so fair, that's not a good. To be fair to Bendis, ratio. this Kaka was getting a lot of laughs on the show, so maybe that's. <laughs> I think they need to do a little face, have Bruce come down, or even Superman go, here's that waist, and we go, holy shit, what did I just hear? <laughs> <laughs> Comes down and bitch slaps. Like when he does Robin. <laughs> he walks into the room, he goes, uh, did I just hear somebody say caca poo in here? They all point to the flash, and you're and right. Batman's like, he just huh. walks up and fucking punches him in the face, and he's like, all right. And you're off the team. Uh, guys, this is obviously an imposter. <laughs> There's no way Flash... Well, maybe it's poo-poo. like the Justice League movie. You got Wally as Barry. And that's why he's cracking jokes. Uh, you know what? I'm your Kaka Poo host. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. No Kaka Poo <laughs> I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages. 